whether it was going to be he was going to be pulled apart. <laughs> but they were fine with that. It's like, I don't mean there's a chance that he's just going to get his arms ripped off. <laughs> I, I, I hear what I said. I hear what I said. Yeah. Hello and welcome to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies, the podcast that really would prefer you let us know if you're bringing an extra dinner guest with you. <laughs> Joining me, as always, is the wonderful co-host who ha- shares something in common with the xenomorph in that you don't dare kill him. Different reason. I know he's got a load of files that have been saved on me that are going to get sent to some people if he fails to turn up tomorrow. It's Ian Whittington! What film are we covering this week? <laughs> I was like, are we doing Jason Bourne? I forgot. Because I, I watched no, Alien. wonderful defense mechanism. You don't dare kill it. I love it. Oh, defense. Yeah. Now, no, no, no. That That's wrong. Because that's not how evolution works. So that defense mechanism is no good. Because you only find out after you've bitten into it. So as evidenced by the doctor pulling it apart and having acid go everywhere. That only works if it has a sign on it saying, don't stab me, I'm full of acid. <laughs> Which is why, like, spiders and frogs and shit are bright colours, because that tells nature, hey, don't lick me, I'm probably poisonous. But these things we will discover in eight weeks are not part of nature. How are you, Ian? Are you well? I'm hot as balls. But we're not going to talk about the heat, because that's going to date this pod into exactly this week. As as we look outside the window and it's snowing. exactly. "Um, Do you have the heating turned (laughs) up, is it? You wouldn't even need to check the date, it would just be right it's hot it was in 2021 yeah it was that week in july (laughs) (laughs) no but other than that i'm good how are you i'm very good thank you very much Uh, i'm i'm buzzing because i love this spoiler guys i love this film um but then again that is because i'm not an idiot no i mean you're absolutely not an idiot um but you also love this film i mean both things can be true you you can be that is true no that is true and I can't. I like being an idiot sometimes. Yeah, you play but the part well. Not in this case. Uh, thank you very much. I, uh, I, I want to get straight to the news. Can we get straight to the news? News team, assemble! Okay, we have to talk Do about it. Oh, the Dune. Do we have news? Do we what? have news? Damn it. What day is it today? Thursday. today? Thursday, the 22nd of July. Yes, and we have just got the latest trailer for Denis Villeneuve's Dune. Uh, Denis Villeneuve. Hang on. Say it as though you were throwing up. Uh, Denis Villeneuve. Nailed it. Um, October 22nd. We have another date for it. Yes. All right. So, but this one, it is going to hit HBO Max. So I think this now, it is now happening. Yeah, um, I, I, it, yeah. I mean, there's. Do you, do you, I mean, <laughs> there I, is I don't a think, film there to watch. There is it. Oh, there is it. Oh, no, for, unfortunately, for poor old Denis Villeneuve, there has been a film to watch since about 2019. Yeah. yeah. But good things to those who wait. Uh, it looks. Well, I mean, thankfully, on that point, like the the cast has aged well. Like. Zendaya hasn't suddenly disappeared. Um, looks exactly the same as well. Yeah, she, lady doesn't age. Um, yeah. Jason Momoa is still a badass, yeah. awesome person. Um, uh, uh, ooh, um, your main man with the beard. 
Um, uh, Ex Machina. Star oh, uh, Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac, thank you. He yeah. hasn't turned out to be a creep. Or like when you have a year a, a film in the bag for two years, it's like, hmm, who involved with this film is going to be outed as an absolute jerk at some point? Murder on the Orient. No, not that one. Death on the Nile is Death going to have Nile. a very interesting PR tour. Indeed, it is. Yeah. Um, um, yes. But yeah, uh, it looks. Oh, it looks unreal. Um, I've. Have you read the book? No, I haven't. To my shame, or the comic, or anything. Graphic novel, sorry. Oh uh, no, 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 no. My my pause was not me judging you for for <laughs> that. I now am. actually. I think but, you find yeah. it's a graphic novel. Um. Actually, it is a storyboard. And shut up. You're a storyboard. Uh. Well, I I I kind of am. Every... I sometimes feel like our episodes need storyboards. <laughs> I re- I really do. I was listening. I was listening back to our descent episode, and I was just like, I really enjoyed the first section. There's probably no reason the new needs to be 25 minutes long. <laughs> Fuck you! I thought it was everything was valid. Everything um, in there was needed. Wait, so we haven't? <laughs> We're four minutes into the news, and we haven't barely touched Dune yet. Dune looks very, very good. Um, Dune looks ev- I do recommend. Well, actually, no. So you can see, obviously. Uh, Denis Denis Villeneuve, uh, Mr. V, his touch has, and he's got such a style. Like this, you can see Blade Runner in this. You can see Sicario in this. You can mm-hmm. see, like, there I am. What other films? You can see Arrival in this. Uh, mm-hmm. I love, love, love his visual style. Isn't that weird? How it's, it's not. There's not like a trademark shaky cam or filter. It's just I know I'm watching a Villeneuve. Villeneuve film I I will say Villeneuve because of Formula 1 and Denis Villeneuve you can see that it's a him film yeah Um, the only one that stands out is probably Whiplash Um, that's not Denis Villeneuve shit no it's not who's that Uh, oh god his name is on the tip of my tongue he did La La Land as well he did Um, Chappelle no uh, Damien Chappelle not Damien Chazelle, Damien Chazelle, Damien Chazelle. I get Damien Chazelle and Denis Villeneuve confused all the days. I don't know why. We'll delete all of that. I'm editing. It's fine. Actually, yeah. So who knows what if this will make it into it? Um, But yes, you can tell that this is a a Villeneuve. Absolutely, absolutely. Like it could be visually, it could be the next Blade Runner film in that. It could. Which is funny because Blade Runner 2049 doesn't look anything like. Blade no. Runner. Blade Runner. No, because it's it has a, a sun in it. There is some brightness. Yeah, that's that's true. But yeah, so really, really excited for it. Um, if you get it, because you with all of your free time, if you get a chance, try and pick up the book. The book is good. Uh, it did yes. take me a few goals to get through it, though. It's chunky. Mm-hmm. It's like the Lord of the Rings sci-fi. Yeah, and I've heard it just doesn't apologise for getting into the lore and spending 20 pages explaining how a sea otter arrived in the desert. It does um, not care if you are hungover. Yes. Yeah, like <laughs> it will not apologise for that. Not even a little bit, no. No. Uh, but I am so excited for this film. Like, trailers can disappoint you, but this cast, you know the source material. Yeah. It looks stunning. It's got a great director. I'm going to jinx it. What could possibly go wrong? How could this be a bad film? Oh my god! Somewhere right now, Josh Brolin is killing a puppy or something. I, we didn't even mention Josh Brolin. Hey, he's great uh, in everything. The only thing this is missing is Tom Hardy. 
He's, oh, look, as in, it, he's probably in it somewhere. Oh, he's in it somewhere. Yeah. He's actually the sound monster. He's voicing it. God oh, knows think, he probably could if he wants to. You think the desert is your ally? <laughs> I was born in it. Raised by it. <laughs> but we are the initiated. No, I don't know what Aren't that you, was. Uh, <laughs> that was Yoda initiated, aren't oh, we? Initiated. Uh, you think darkness ally is yours? The last thing I was like, just about to cast as well is that since the first trailer and the second trailer, I've watched all of Euphoria, and I am I am a Zendaya super fan at this point. You've recommended it to me, and I still haven't watched it. I'm very sorry, but it is it is on my list. So good, In, and like it's ten hours. Do you know you like you know you'll you'll fly? Oh this. yeah, I'll pop that out in a day. I've got ten hours spare. No, is in like the amount. Like we've been talking about this for a year and a half. <laughs> you had ten hours yeah. in that. Six yeah. months longer than we've known each other. Fantastic. That's impressive. Shut up! I've known you forever. <laughs> I've been following you. Okay. Oh. Um. Did we have? Yes, but one tiny little bit. This is a sentence of news I just saw yes. just as we were coming on. Um. The. Along the same, you know David Gordon Green who did the Halloween reboot? Yes. So he is attached to the Exorcist new project. So that's the news. It mm-hmm. is both a reboot, but it's a sequel. Yeah, whatever. So I don't know. But I, I don't mean, know because Halloween was brilliant. Agreed. So that's that's the only thing where I'm yeah. just like, oh, because there have been dreadful sequels to the Exorcist because it's not a story so far. That has lent itself very well to doing a sequel. It's just like, and you just exactly explained my reaction. That yeah. is, I couldn't put my finger on it, but that's exactly why. As hit and miss the Halloween sequels can be, there are still some good ones in there, and yeah. I will still watch Michael Myers read the phone book with a knife. Like I will show up and watch him do whatever he's doing. You'll watch Michael Michael Myers read the phone book. Ah, I see you're a fan of 1920s silent movies then. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell, he doesn't talk. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch Michael Myers do a cooking show, genuinely. Um, it's the, the ex- Red Tomatoes. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, ready, steady, cook. Um, yeah, but The Exorcist, there's nothing for me to grab onto. I don't like exorcism, religious horror films in general because they bore me. Um, the Exorcist is great, mm. but I'm not interested. But we'll see. We'll get Albion and watch that. Right, and get, that'll be interesting, actually, to get his opinion. That that's true. I'm. I this is the last thing I say about it. I'm stealing a joke from somebody. A very funny joke I heard. Somebody was like, you know, hello, we're the Catholic Church, the good guys in all those exorcism films, and the bad guys <laughs> in world affairs. <laughs> in literally everything else. <laughs> yeah. True story. To the recommends. To the recommends! Ian, do you have anything to recommend for us? I have a recommend this week. However, it's a... You ever watch a film? Sometimes. You, yeah, <laughs> occasionally. Making... Yeah. making Somewhat of a career out of it. Yeah. Um, it's a career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, do you ever watch a film? You you go into it knowing this is going to be subpar. This is a B movie. It's oh, not yeah. going to be great, but there's a there's maybe only one person in it. There's a fantastic lead like Liam Neeson. And you think, you know what? I'll just watch it because at the very worst, I've spent 90 minutes watching Liam Neeson. 
and that is always a, a good way to spend 90 minutes. You're setting us up for a fall here, but go on. Well, I'm setting myself up for a fall because I found myself liking it a lot, whilst at the same time being very aware that this is not a good film. And I like wholeheartedly recommended said film to my parents, and they hated it. Oh and I haven't seen a lot of love on the internet for it. And I'm on an island, and this is the ice road. And I love it. And it's amazing. I, it's so good. I haven't even heard of it yet. So I presume it's new, is it? It's, it's brand new. It's this year. So okay. Liam Neeson's last film before this, or maybe it was filmed afterwards, who knows, because of pandemic stuff, um, was an honest thief and i recommended i recommended you didn't watch that i think because um mm. i remember you talking about, about it. it that's but that's it like yeah i am was, aware that that has come up in conversation yeah that was so disappointing this just goes balls deep it is i don't care that this is liam neeson in his 50s and he's just driving a massive truck on the ice this is great this is it <laughs> this is an adventure he's gonna kick some butt he's got special skills you don't know about and just lose yourself in the ridiculousness. And it's fun. I am... The reason I was laughing so much there is because... Ian, please don't take this personally, as I say. I would be really concerned to sleep with you. Because of the amount of times you just like... It goes balls deep! It's balls... It's just like... Mate, sometimes really sometimes I just want to cuddle. Okay? <laughs> it's like the in-between is, isn't it? What did you put the balls in as well? Yeah, <laughs> I put the balls in. <laughs> That's how you do it. Ooh, everyone's like taking notes. Uh, um, no, honestly, it's yeah, it's not a great film. It's ridiculous. It's unnecessary. Is it there are bad though, or is it like cheesy? No, it's it's predictable. Like the bad guy is the bad guy. The evil corporation is the evil corporation. Um, your man, um, De- Deben Debanani Ra, Devanani Ra, Devanani Ra. Devanani Ra. I'm gonna keep saying it until you get it. No, Devanani Ra. It's not. Unfortunately, Devanani it's Ra. not. Ringing any bells? Like, oh no, I'd pull up. Um, Devanani Rao. Um, I mean, good luck finding it because this is not his name or the actor's name. This is a character in Star Trek's name. What the Devanani Whatever. It's I called. really hope I'm not yeah. right when I say. Is this the other beta zoids from the episode with the? Yep, the price. Ian, how did I know that? Come on, get in. Oh um, yeah, I know. Is that actor in it? Is it? He's in it, and I haven't. I honestly, God bless him. I thought he was dead. Like I've never seen him acting anything other than the price um, on Star Trek: The Next Generation as the creepy Beta Z. Um, and his name is uh, yeah Devanani Ral and Matt McCoy. Matt McCoy is the name, um, and he is the um, the head of the evil corporation doing evil things. And which actually, the spoiler corporation isn't actually evil it's just him um but yeah the, oh, the, right. the quick premise is um Liam Neeson can't hold down a job because his brother has PTSD after being in Afghanistan and Iraq and it's caused um severe aphasia so he can't put sentences together and he can't associate he basically talks like the children of Tarmac or whatever it is um he talks in like okay. metaphors and he has different symbols and hand gestures and words for other things that only Liam Neeson can understand. But the the great, great thing about it is that Liam Neeson's character blames his brother for um, losing them jobs. So they're ice road truckers and he thinks it's his fault that they keep getting lost jobs. But 
the only time we see him get fired is because some guy takes the piss out of his brother and Liam Neeson decks him immediately, just knocks him the fuck out and he gets fired. So he goes straight to his brother and he says, you can't hold down a job. You keep getting us fired. It's like, no, it's you being over defensive. And I bet this happens every time. So he's got a massive chip on his shoulder. Um, Hmm. Long story short, there's a mine in the middle of nowhere that has collapsed. Um, Morpheus has to put together a crack team of ice road truckers, um, including a Native American woman, um, Liam Neeson, uh, Morpheus himself, and they go on a mission to take this very specific bit of drilling equipment to the mine. Um, Double crosses along the way, Fast and Furious on ice in trucks. It's great. I loved it. It's a bad film, but watch it. Well, um, this this makes me sound like this makes me almost want to watch it. Right in the chase scene where Varney is trying to crash into Mike, Mike's truck is in the traditional color way of Optimus Prime, red right. tractor with gray trailer. Yes. Varney's truck is an identical but all black Bumblebee. tractor with no trailer, oh, sorry. Yeah. which is the traditional color of Nemesis Prime, whose sole purpose is to destroy Optimus. Yes, and the third truck is bright yellow. This is an accidental Transformers film. I love okay. it even more. I want to go watch it again. I haven't liked Liam Neeson this much since Taken. This is this is his best movie since Taken for me. I freaking love it, and I can't wait to see what the rest of the people think of it. <laughs> I can't All be the right. only one in the world. Well, look, Grant, I will give it a go, maybe, at some point. Um, and watch everyone... It, Watch it. Let us know. Please. I want to talk about it. Right, so it's got a 5.5 out of 10 on IMDb. Um, which, which, in is fairness, is not Liam Neeson. That's yeah, the Liam exactly. Neeson ranking. Yeah. Yeah. What's it got on Rotten Tomatoes? I bet this is low critic, high um, high fan. Holy shitballs. Um, 42% of Rotten Tomatoes, which isn't... Again, okay, yeah. it's not fresh. Um, but, yeah, it's <laughs> Hey, 42%. Oh, 33% audience score. Oh, dear. Okay, that's not good. Liam Neeson remains a top-tier action hero. Unfortunately, like a number of his recent genre outings, the Ice Road is a downhill trundle paved with predictability. Which is exactly what I said. It is predictable, but damn it, it's entertaining. I have an additional piece of uh, news. Sorry, it's not that I don't care. I will try this film out. Um, The 33% has turned me off it a little bit. Oh, mate, it's good. Like... Ignore it. The, what does the internet know? Well, exactly. This is, a, this is a great film. Exactly. I have a tiny little bit of news that is very, very good. And I'm very annoyed that one of our friends was not the one to tell us this news. And you know exactly. You'll, this will make sense now in a second. Okay. Um, Andy Circus has recorded a new Lord of the Rings audiobook. I've I listened to him do the Hobbit. Ooh. It's on. It's brilliant. Not like never mind. Yes, he does the Smeagol voice. is brilliant. Yeah, but he is an excellent. Uh, oh, he's a fantastic voice actor. Anyway. Yeah, and so re- so this year actually during the move, uh, I was looking. I was listening to the Hobbit. And I was looking to get the Lord of the Rings, and the only available ones on Audible at the moment are quite old. They were yeah. clearly recorded quite a while ago. So before I'm we really had like stunt this. casting yeah. and stuff for these things, and I'm quite annoyed. That we didn't know yes, that Mr. there was going Hogan. to be a new Lord of the... <gasps> I wasn't going to name anyone. Liable, oh, Ian. Liable. Everyone knows he works for Audible. And, yeah, why <laughs> Except Audible. In yeah. fact, <laughs> yeah. this works out really well because it proves to Audible, who I know are listening, that Albie doesn't tell us shit. That is true. Well done, yeah. Albie. 
Yeah. I hate you for not telling us things. Grant. Okay. To Ooh. the film. To the film. Right. Let's do it. Oh my god. Oh my, what my god. My hair doing. <laughs> uh, what the fuck? I know. I know. just leave us. Leave it. Just for the benefit of the listeners, that like in the twenty minutes it's been since we've been recording this, are both of our like string vests have gotten visibly darker <laughs> as the sweat has started to come through and Ian who has quite a bit more hair than I do I've just seen the normally bouffant quaff has just been slipping lower and lower yeah. down the five fat forehead um, fuck you uh, <laughs> the second shout out my five head has got screw you uh, we, we, we baldies gotta stick together man yeah, your uh, armpits look shaved they are There's your cold open. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, oh, amazing. Ian. To the Nostromo. To the Nostromo. To the Nostromo. So th- this is, I was actually, so when you, you, so you suggested this, this film series and I was like, yep, 100%. I'm so on board. At the same time, I was like, oh God. <laughs> yeah. We, we tend to wing a lot of the stuff that we do. There's no really? wing in the alien series. Never. You tend to wing a lot yeah, of the no, stuff I that really we do. do. Like I wasn't kidding when I retweeted last week's episode. Here's another episode of Ian misunderstanding a plot point that he's only just watched minutes ago. Like there is one particular bit, and I was too busy texting you about something, and I missed, and I haven't told you this yet. But I, oh. I missed something at the end, and we'll, we'll talk about it when we get to the end of the film. But I missed oh, okay. why a certain thing happens. And I was like, "Oh, I, I know what you're talking about." Do you think I know what you're? To- I, I, th- I think I do. Okay. We'll, when we get there, okay, predict so. what you think it is. Yeah, write it down a little yeah. bit. I was going to say, write it down. Just like, I know what <laughs> I'm thinking. Surrounded also, by I'm technology, what? but we can't. Write I know. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> where's a pen, pen when you need one? <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, so we had a big back and forth because we were like, okay, brilliant, we'll do Alien. We're fed up of doing films that nobody's heard of that get us no downloads. Let's just cash in. Like, it was either this or Marvel. <laughs> yeah, it was so like, you know, kind of, do... so, Iron Man? Yeah. So Start you, with that. Do you know what? Independence Day did quite well, even though we hate that film. So let's t- let's pick some big movies. Um, yeah. But it really, really easy to do the Alien. Alien 1, 2, 3, and 4. Varying levels of quality, obviously, but... It is a quadrilogy. And then Sean was like, Well, should we do the, the shorts? And I was like, Yeah, okay, let's let's give the let's give the shorts an episode. Ugh, should we do Alien versus Predator? And I'm like, if we have to. And I was like, Well, I suppose we need to do Prometheus and Covenant as well. I was like, dear God, there's a lot more in Alien, just in the cinema, than you think. Even though I, I do segregate the the two, the three, into like three Almost camps. A- yeah, like there's AVP and Prometheus so clearly do not exist in the same universe. They but can't. They, do. they can't. But they, but you know, but they you, do. But you're right. Wayland, they can't. Well, they only do because yeah. it's Wayland Utani. That is really That's... the only link between those universes. But for me, Prometheus and Covenant doesn't exist in the original Alien universe. Like that, just it doesn't feel the same. It really does. And even though, funny, I mean, because I agree with you. And they're the three that are done by Ridley Scott. Yeah. Bonkers. We're in a way, so you're you're right. So yes, everyone is listening. We we will be covering covering. Now, to what depth and what level exactly. of time we spend on some of them, we'll kind of figure that out as we go along. Oh, I am legally required to say there is a film called Alien vs. Predator Requiem. I believe we have now covered that film. Um, yeah, done. 
Although Sweet, cool. I do have a quick story. I Alien versus Predator Requiem was the first Alien film I ever saw in the cinema. I I, I only have you beaten by one. I saw AVP. You saw AVP. That so was the I, first one yeah, I saw in the cinema. I, which makes sense, but you can't. It's a kind of claim to no, notoriety, isn't it? Because I hadn't even seen AVP. I was just like, oh, I like Alien. I like Predator. Un- understandable. <laughs> How understandable. can you get this wrong? Yeah. Apparently. Badly. Yeah. Oh my god. It's, uh, anyway, listen. Yes, Alien. Let's talk about the good movie first. So, uh, this is anyone who got. So, one of the things I texted you coming ahead of this one, I said, is like, Ian, please. In fact, Ian, I'm saying this to you right now as you're recording. I want you to do this. Yes. But I, I do not work for Fox slash now Disney. I'm not getting a cut of this. Thank God. Get your hands on the quadrilogy. It is one yes. of the best box sets. I've ever seen into when it comes to special very similar in, to the Lord of the Rings extended editions for the amount of extra stuff that's there All it's the so worth it yeah. whatever it costs I mean and it will cost you basically nothing because it's about 20 years old now because it only yeah. has the four um, as, as well it should yeah well, frankly yes I, I picked it up I got the um, I actually bought it on DVD and then again on Blu-ray that's nice. how good nice. it was um, so, so but the reason I mention that is because because of that I, I know more about the Alien series than I would about several other franchises, just yeah. because, again, there is so much to consume out there uh, in terms of behind-the-scenes stuff. Now, yeah. never mind all the creative stuff, there's comics. Well, that's what I was going to say, just H.R. Geiger. Just the amount he built on his own is insane. Before you even get mm. to story, just design is daunting. There is a... A, a funny little connection that this film has with our first piece of news. What was the news? Dune. <laughs> Dune, yeah. Do you know what the connection is? Uh, did H.R. Geiger do the artwork for something in Dune? Th- 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 that is already a big part of the connection, yeah. Yeah, the, the sand monster? Um, It's, well... So in the mid seventies, I think it's it's Walt, David Giller and Walter Hill are uh, two two of the the executive producers on Alien mm-hmm. were attached to a famously unmade adaptation of Dune. Yes, um, there is a documentary there called Jodorowsky's Dune, and Ridley Scott had been approached to direct. H.R. Uh, Giger had been. It was after the initial like production had begun. And Giger was then brought on board to, again, just des- design Arrakis, design yeah. everything. Um, now, that famously flopped. It didn't go anywhere. It didn't happen, despite a lot of money yeah, being spent on it. already being spent on it. Yeah. But then they were like, well, we have a team. We have a really <laughs> big team together, you know, kind of like, what are we going to do? And then some little nerd walks up with a piece of paper that has Starbeast written on it. What? <laughs> uh, and he's like, hell yeah, Starbeast. Dan O'Bannon. Right. Uh, he's, he's passed away now, but he was alive at the time of making the record, the special features for the quadrilogy. Mm. So there's lots of interviews with him. Um, and in fairness, he seems like, he he knows what he wants. There was no kind of like, 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 it, like if you were ruining his vision, he'd tell you. Good, but, yeah. that's what we like in a well, director slash... Whoever this guy what is. I really like, what I really like about it, and I, I mean this in the kindest way possible, he was like Sheldon in his sixties <laughs> with a big bow tie and suspenders. Nice, perfect. He, 
Yeah, he well, he he seemed like a he seemed like a cool dude. Um, oh, that's amazing. And so yeah, he had written this story called Star Beast. Um, and this was at the time when Fox was obviously like, huh. So sci-fi is doing well at the moment. Yeah, 1979. Yeah, all of the sci-fi now, please. Yeah, exactly. Which, and it's so funny when you think of that because, for for what it has done to cinema, mm-hmm. Alien couldn't be farther away from Star Wars. Oh, it couldn't. It's more like 2001. If anything, it's absolutely yeah. nothing. This is what really baffles me about star wars is as much as everyone says it changes cinema it changed cinema forever other than light up glowy sticks (laughs) it didn't do anything original good versus evil isn't original they just set it in space the chosen one isn't original and somehow it just i don't know maybe it's just that it was in space and space had been exclusively for the trekkies the nerds and the asimovs and this made it populous, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's specifically Star Wars. I think it was just put in front of us. Like for some reason, George Lucas got the money to do it, but had it been another space story. It could, it could well have been yeah. like, they, like this film, there's no question as to whether this film did well. This like amazingly well in terms of box office returns and yeah. everything. So um, I, like, I, and I don't mean, in the years since, like in the years since, yeah, Star Wars has redefined what money is. Well, but like quite. at the time, um, like at the time, this film did very respectably well for what is effectively, a, you know, not a haunted house, well, kind of a haunted yeah, house film in space. It's a haunted house come slasher. It's more yeah. of a horror film than it is a sci-fi film. Um, yeah, so really quickly, it made 11, uh, sorry, it made $11 million. It cost $11 million. Um, and made 106 million domestic so that's like, that's a success whatever yeah, that's yeah. brilliant um it's a so yeah this is a horror film whereas you know yeah. i think particularly let's just keeping it to the four for the moment each of the four has their own different genre this is horror yeah, aliens is action, action. yeah alien 3 is sort of melodrama um, I have so much to say on Alien 3 we'll get there Can't uh, and Alien Resurrection is a French art house film <laughs> <laughs> but I mean it is again we'll, 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 we'll get to all that whereas this one is balls deep horror <laughs> just horror this could have very easy like Alien could have gone down with Freddy Krueger and Michael Myers and Leatherface and Jason if the following films had stayed in the horror vein like it, mm, that's how yeah. much of a horror it is. Like you could see Alien going to town. Um, not, I know it does in Alien versus Predator, but you could see it um, mm. just being the the recurring slasher horror villain. But yeah, this is this um, is what kicked it off. This little horror story, and you don't see it for over an hour. That's so. There's a Ridley Scott. He giggles in interviews when people ask him about like, hang on, like you know, hang on, Ridley. Like we're 45 minutes in before John Hurt trips. You know. <laughs> And he's like, he's like, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> when, and that's the difference. He crafted an incredibly, it's tense, but you're not sure why it's tense. That's for the a first. good way of putting it. It's extremely tense. And I think that's, it's the environment that you're put in. And I think the score, like the eerie, nerve tingling, edge of your seat score. And 
just everything is going wrong, but you don't know why. And it's just, everything is dark. We're trained to look out for these cues, but you still don't know what the bad guy is. And that's a good way of putting it. Like, I mean, in, in, in the same vein, I guess, as the Michael Myers and Jasons out there, this is a largely silent death. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is like, there's no, it's, it's, well, I mean, we're still in the 70s at this point, but it's not that wise to crack and Freddy Krueger. No, you know, definitely not. Um, Sorry, my friend of the show, Joe, that brings us the news. Oh, yeah? Literally, just this second text me. So many issues with that Alex Road movie. (laughs) 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 I recommended it to him. (laughs) That's another person on the list that was just like, you know what, fuck that movie. (laughs) You gotta leave that in the edit. That's That's you can't you can't shy away from that one. No, that's why I said it. It's definitely that's that's staying in there. That's great. Um, That's brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. So Um, the the um silent silent death. Yeah. Um. So the the first thing I I just kind of have to get some of the science in my head because it's been I'd say it's been about ten years since I've last seen this film. So I didn't rewatch this before going in to see Prometheus and Covenant. Because I Probably thought, good, to be honest. Yeah, well, I thought, meh, aliens, I get it. I know what the alien is now. Um, so I kind of had to just re-get into my head that the facehugger does nothing other than in, find a host for the next stage of the egg. So, yes, right. So the alien in this... So for the moment, we're just going to look at this as there is one film called Alien because even aliens already contradicts what i'm about to say oh really yeah i remember aliens even less well then i'm really looking forward to going through aliens with you because yeah uh right so in this the egg the face hugger and the chest burster yeah are all the one alien they are three different stages of the one organism Right, and it is a—it's a little hard to reconcile when you know what's coming in the series. But in this film, the alien reproduces entirely asexually, which is evidenced. Skipping straight to the end of the, and sorry guys, we're talking about the director's cut, yeah, specifically for this one because it has scenes that are put back in which are missing from the theatrical version. When she finds Brett and Dallas yeah. at the end of the film, they are cocooned with eggs in front of them. Once you've seen Aliens, you're like, how? Yeah. That it's in this film, it is simply, it's like mitosis almost. It is. So at what point, is, where it, does the face hugger come from? This this film, it, and it sort of laughs at you by going, it's the chicken and the egg. Yeah, the exactly. Egg. Yeah. Who laid the eggs? And that's, James Cameron quite wisely picked up on that as a threat. And I, I love where he went with it for Aliens. Yeah. But I also love how terrifyingly like, what are these things yeah, in what this film? Fuck? It's and I you can watch it with 1979 eyes, knowing yes. that we've never seen aliens like this at all. Like it's almost quite prescient calling the film Alien because when you say the word alien, you don't think of Star Trek, you think of Alien, the the xenomorph, the alien. Um it's so such an iconic design, um, but it did confuse me. The face face hugger to seed inside host. Yeah, face hugger dies. So 
yes, absolutely, yeah, because it's It just makes me itself. think, why don't we skip the face hug a bit? Why doesn't the alien just put the seed straight into the host instead so of the in egg? The, in this film, uh, and a lot of this comes from the the script itself, um, which is which can be frustrating because that means sometimes, and we've spoken before about, you know, do you say these words on screen or not? There is so much yeah. lore to this film, which is not on screen, but then it is once you know it anyway. But the, have you heard the phrase biomechanoid? I have, yeah. So the so H.R. Giger's aliens were designed to be physically designed to be biomechanical. Right. So in a way, they're they're kind of like like that face hugger is to the embryo what the power loader is to Ripley. Okay. Like it is it is a means to an end. But because it's biomechanical, you're like, oh well, surely it has a brain, it can think, it can protect itself, it can attack. But yes, it can do all those things, and yet its sole purpose is only born to die. So it's a suit of it armor. Is, it's effectively a suit of armor that has enough consciousness to find a host. <clears throat> right. So I guess the advantage is that the uh, a, a queen could, in theory, lay loads of these eggs, create the facehuggers, the facehuggers go out and create more aliens, which is quicker than her doing it one by one into hosts. Exactly. Yeah. And slightly spoiler alert, we'll talk about that when we get to aliens. Well, quite. Because um, the queen doesn't actually... We don't know about yeah. the queen yet. Yeah, that's so, true. So in in this one... Oh, actually, I I text you a joke during uh, Kane's scene when he finds the eggs. There is a like a gas that mm. hovers across that one. And I said, now pay attention to that gas because that's really important. <laughs> that's going to come back later on. It reacts when you talk to it. And you know what's that? Yeah. It's hilarious. No, absolutely never mentioned again. No, it's forgotten as soon as he falls through it. Like yeah. he does deliver that line as if it's extremely important. And it's like, ah, it's... yeah, I forgot about that. You know, it reminded me of like being a dungeon master because you guys will sometimes be like, well, what's this person doing? And I went, who? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that random NPC that I told you about. Yeah, no, he's he's doing something. <laughs> he's he's doing good, guys. He, he, he's having a good time. He definitely wasn't something I made up on the spot. <laughs> I needed a man to stand there so that you wouldn't stand there. Yeah, the amount of times that's happened. Yeah. Look at this, a uh, distraction. Yeah. <sighs> uh, so yeah, so okay, so let's we'll, we'll go back a little bit um, to. Hmm? No, sorry, I said tension, not attention. Oh, right, yes. <laughs> Turn, Turn, Turn. Yeah. This film, in my opinion, is perfectly cast. Uh, it, it, it is, but most of them don't have a lot to do. But they are all distinct characters. No, you know what, you're right. No, they are. But I think that that's good writing and good directing. And good acting. It has to be good acting. No, you know yeah, I mean? no it does. But I, it's, I sometimes... But they're not all Ripley's. No, exactly. They're not all Sigourney Weaver. I think we got quite lucky that Sigourney Weaver is as mm. good as she is. Um, I and the reason I say that is because the rest of the cast. What else were they in? Uh, other than John Hurt. Oh, Ian. Okay, so Ian Holm, Bilbo Baggins himself, has had a well, long and okay. and storied career. Yeah, he's great. Tom Skerritt. So Tom Tom Skerritt's Captain Dallas. He has he has done enough. That I am aware of him. Yeah, wasn't aware of him at all. Um, uh, Harry Dean Stanton, who played Brett, he actually had again long, long yeah. career. 
uh, Yafet Koto, he was a Bond villain. Right. I thought you were a Bond fan. Who, well, I am, but who isn't a Bond villain? <laughs> like... yeah, that's true. I think I'm a Bond villain <laughs> at some point. God only knows. Like, you know, the new film is like being remade every four seconds. Yeah. Um, and Veronica Cartwright, uh, she, she's been in loads, but she was in, before this, she was in Invasion of the Body Snatchers a couple of years before this. Mm-hmm. She's brilliant in that. She, I was already actually watching an episode of ER, that thing you love. Uh, she was in the episode last week. Well, she is. Like, she isn't she's Amelia Earhart, is she? It is a she different isn't, actress. but... It's that the image is of Amelia Earhart in Voyager. Completely and utterly down to the costume. Like. <laughs> yeah. So, I, get, I don't know. I think that's a bit unfair, perhaps. It is... I don't know what I'm trying to get at here, but they... It is a... Oh, man, this is what I think it's the direction and it's the idea. They've been painted, directed, and written to be a fantastically dysfunctional crew. Like, this isn't Starfleet. This is a mining operation. Let's get paid... Let's get paid an absolute huge amount of money for doing this work. Um, anything else is a is a burden, to be honest. I can't be asked. I don't care about new life forms and new civilizations. I just want to get home and get paid. And the banter between them all is fantastic. But when they're on their own, they don't they don't sing at me. They're distinct, but I'm not like no none of them are carrying the movie other than Ripley in the last half. When are they on their own? Um, your man, well, I mean, as soon as they die. So, your man with the cap and the cat dies on his own. When he goes off on his yeah, own. Yeah, Brett. Um, it's like a perfect scene. It's perfect, but he's he's not... I don't really know what I'm getting at here. I, I, I think... I'm going to be very... Because cru- I, I am... I, my God, I love this film. No, no, and no, So, no, I'm going to be it, very cruel it. to you on that one. I think you might have lost your point somewhere along the way there. Possibly, but I think if I backpedal... When you say okay, backpedal. Come on. When you say we can do this, man. Perfectly cast. Yeah. That makes me think of. Look at this cast, and look at all. Look at all the things they do, and look how dynamic they are. I think that's just nope. overdoing it. Okay. Okay. No. No. Uh, and, and you know what? I wouldn't. I wouldn't judge you for seeing perfectly cast in that meaning. Mm. What I mean is that they needed somebody. Let's say for Brett, they needed someone who was fairly monosyllabic. Yeah. Fairly. I'm sorry, Harry Dean Stanton. Not he's not Chris Evans, you know, and he's not that. He was right. a trucker that couldn't be arsed, right? And he nails it, right? Absolutely nails he's it. He's the one that keeps saying right, isn't he? Right, right. Do you say no, anything you, else? Right. right. Um, yeah. No, you, and, and you're, you're absolutely right. For for what they need to do, they are perfect. But this isn't like an Oscar-winning cast, is what I'm getting at in terms so, of so no, okay, so no, it, yeah, it's not a bunch of streeps. No, no. <laughs> um, I mean it could be that could be Meryl Streep uh, acting in every single part because she is that good. She, play, she plays the cat, like, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, no, no, I mean, sorry, you are right. There's not a lot of. Do you know what? Maybe help us, helping us both out here. Good. This is an incredible ensemble. They got a yes. troop well who done. Good work perfectly together. Yeah, it isn't throwaway. Saving you here, buddy. You are. Uh, it isn't but, throwaway yeah. characters in a slasher. Like all of these people are going to die, but I, I haven't. I don't care about much of them, but they all have you, character. I, 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 do you know what? I agree with you, and and you're right in that. Uh, obviously, knowing the film as well as we do, you're kind of like, hoo, 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 here we go. Get your popcorn ready. Yeah. Kane's going down the hole, um, and but you're saying they're all probably going to die, but. What I think is really well written about the film is that Ripley only becomes the hero in the last act. This any of them 
could survive. Maybe not Lambert. Right. She's kind. Of, yeah. She, but yeah, any of them could survive, but it's Ripley. And she's only the hero because she survives, not because she suddenly turns into the Terminator or, you know, we, we get action hero Ripley later on in the in the series. Yeah. But here she's just like, oh, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm a survivor. I'm not going to give uh-huh. up. Yeah, it that absolutely sums it up. And that was the... The last point I was going to make about the first kind of 45 minutes of the film is that she ain't in it. Like, it's this is yeah. so unconventional in terms of a hero movie because you're right, any one of these people could be your main character. Your main protagonist yeah. is the crew. It isn't any one person. Ripley does fuck all other than naysay, um, hide in the background and is the kind of very logical person that won't let Kane and everybody back in because of breaking the quarantine. It isn't until, man, it's not really until, I don't know, self-destruct. Like she's shunted into leadership when Dallas goes into the air ducts. But I think it's when she goes in to talk to mother and she discovers the secret. That's when you start to get... Yeah, it might be that or slightly before. When she's screaming at... Um, who's your man that's really obnoxious and just shouting her down? Oh, that's, yeah, Parker. Parker. You listen, God damn it! Yeah, just stop talking! Listen to me! That's yeah. when she takes control and she's in charge. But, yeah, right up until that point, the first kind of 20 minutes is about the science and landing the ship, obeying the distress call, following John... Uh, Damn it. Kane. No, yeah, following Kane on his ridiculous adventure to stick his face in an alien plant. More on you deserve to die. And it's it's about that and the the science and the adventure and the mystery. She's not even not even a whiff of a backstory. Like I'm sure a film today would have been like, Yeah, no, I joined the mining corps because my dad was a miner and he died in a tragic Like, for example, do you do you know from watching this film that she has a daughter? No, of course not. You don't know anything. All you know is that they're minors. That's it. That's it. And they just woke up. Yeah. That's and, it. And that's... So, like, that was... They always... They, they they knew when they were making this that it was like, no, this is this is truckers in space. This is... Yeah. And what I, what I picked up... Because every time I watch this, I think I get something new from it. Which, again, well done for a 42-year-old film. Oh, yeah. Um, but I really got that. These people don't really like each other. No, they're... The, the moments of joy are when they're eating. Exactly. Otherwise, like, <laughs> we yeah, are sharing a Parker meal together and, and that's going to yeah. put us in a good mood. Like you want to end an argument, order a takeaway like that. Get food in people's bellies at uh, the rest of the time. They're like, we well, are getting paid more than me. Well, I don't care. I'm not an actual captain. Just let's follow the rules. And ah. that, yeah. Oh yeah. Like, we, we, yeah. Cause we spoke about that. Like Dallas, he is not, your Captain Kirk, he is oh. not your hero at all, and he's he's. There's no point even his big scene. You know what's I think nearly the last words he says is that guys, I want to get out of here. I want to get out. Yeah, of here. Yeah, I don't care. I just want to get off this. Um, yeah, he's saying uh, Ripley saying that the oh, B deck is in the dark and whatever, and he's like, no, I don't need any of that shit. Just get us up. We're going home. No, I mean his actual last words. Um, he's oh, when he's, he's like closing the guys, I, I, I want to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, he's let's like, you can see this. the fear has come over him. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, but that's, yeah, that's what I love about it. You, you, It's so brave 
to usually on paper it would be like oh these guys don't have a backstory how am i supposed to care about them it it works in this film you don't need any of it and you don't get bogged down by any of it it's just this is the aliens film yeah that 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 is it that is perfect description it's where is this set the nostromo where's the nostromo space <laughs> yeah okay do we need to know that somebody went running in a meadow when they were 15 it, we do no, not because it will do not. nothing to help them and, and like a forced backstory to make you care about a character is forced <laughs> but yeah yeah it's so, yeah. it's cheap it's like i was listening to not that i'm deliberately plugging them every single episode but the the sin cast presented by cinema sins and they they've just done a quick episode on the harry potter series like a retrospective and um, and they were saying how harry potter's got a bit of a cheap backstory like he's a kid that's been shoved under the stairs with abusive parents that's lazy how do you not feel sorry for that kid like you're not giving the audience a chance you don't have to work for it it's just abused child yeah gonna feel sorry for him here you you, you feel sorry you feel sorry for these guys because i mean that's of course you feel sorry for the abused child sorry but no, I was going to say, and then there's the sector of your audience that don't feel sorry. Yeah, we don't, and that's when you call the police. Yeah, we don't need you people. Um, yeah. But in in this, it's it's braver because you, you care about them because they're humans, not because there's any other reason other than you want them to live. Oh, yeah. Like this film is xenophobic. Yes. This one is. Yeah. Like but this, this does for space exploration what Jaws did for swimming. <laughs> Anything yeah. in space is trying to kill you. Yeah. Getting right. But one thing that I didn't really appreciate for years when I was watching this, because this is like, i way too young when I saw this film for the first time. Oh, ditto. Um, 100%. Mum, dad, uh, I judge thee. Oh, yeah. I'm going to name and shame. My dad rented this out of uh, our... They're gone. I can name them. Uh, Extravision. Um, I think... I No, this one's hard 18s, I think. And so is Aliens. I think the rest um, are 15s down to 12s. I'm going to have to fact check you on that, but it sounds okay, like it. Do. Sounds right. I'm um, sure it's an 18. I'm positive. And normally, normally our ratings would be lower than I think the UK ratings. I think like you might get a 15 here where it might be an 18 there. I I can't remember, honestly. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I vividly remember myself and my friend Terry sitting on the couch and to say that we would we jumped if a mouse farted as this film was going on but i'd already see i had seen i i, I like this i watched this film out of order or this series out of order as well uh-huh. i think the first one i saw might have been resurrection i bizarrely think i'm with you there i think i saw two or three first in fact i'm positive i saw two one three two one three gotcha. I yeah i definitely I definitely saw Aliens before I saw Alien. Because mm. um, I was really confused. Like, why is Ripley not talking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why, why isn't is... she in more of this film? Thematically, what's the film about? Oh, God, don't. It's about penises. There, that would be a part of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, It is about... Oh, God, you've walked, me... you've walked me into a trap here. I'm sure of it. This is about space. The themes. The themes... <laughs> I don't know. The themes are about perfection and survival because the android is like, I I love this machine because it is just an eating machine. It is going to eat and it's going to reproduce. It doesn't care about morals. Um, and then Ripley is like, yeah, but morals are important, damn it. I don't know. What's the theme, Sean? That's, I mean, like, 
because it's actually in your opinion, but like, hey, that's that's valid. Um, it is about the male fear of giving birth. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, uh, it it actually is. So they right. they knew when they were writing this right, that they had they, they had a scary alien, but they didn't have a story. They had nothing. They had like you know, all right, we got a group of truckers and we have scary alien. That's not a film. Mm-hmm. You know, that's. Oh, I mean, it could be a film. Oh, look, you know, Michael Bay says that's a film. This. Yeah, that's true. So Ridley Scott, I can't, I can't remember exactly this, but something like Ridley Scott basically talking to Dan O'Bannon. So Dan O'Bannon is again the writer, and Ronald Schusser, who sorry was the first producer. So the pair of them have story credit on this. Correct. Yeah. Um, they were like, we need to think of an interesting way of getting the alien onto the ship. Yeah. That's where the face hugger came from. Fine. So it could have been, it could have been like stuck in a bag. It could have been like you know, kind of it's really, really small or whatever. It's like no, 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 no. Let's put it inside one of them. Yeah. I, I... And so that then led to uh-huh. the male body is obviously not designed to give birth. No. So it would destroy. You know, a birth would destroy a male Bits. body. Yeah. So just. Apologies now in advance. I'm going to use strong, uh, potentially triggering uh, words now for a moment. Kane is raped, becomes pregnant from the rape, Correct. and it completely consumes and destroys him. Yep. And in the scene, scene immediately following Brett's death, so the revelation that the alien has gone from tiny to huge, um, they're talking about, oh my God, this thing is big, this thing is big. And this is one thing I missed completely for years and years and years. It gets really quiet and Ash stands there and says, Kane's son. Oh, I missed that entirely. Fucking hell. Yeah. What a so, dick. So, oh, yeah, no. Like, like you know, kind of like, you know, guys, hey, there's one little scene with Ash earlier on in the film that, again, I misinterpreted and I might be misinterpreting it wrong, but it's when he's monitoring Dallas and they're out walking on the planet and he's just zipped himself up into a flight suit or something and he stands on the spot and he runs on the spot really quickly and I was thought like why did he do that is that him just making sure that he can run in this suit oh yeah he knows what's coming oh man that's awesome yeah of course it is of course it is I might be wrong like I've not seen that telegraph so uh, yeah no that makes a lot of sense I mean yeah whatever the logic behind the android doing that is like the android should just do a little systems check and just like yep like they're working, but yeah, no. That it, if nothing else, it it tells us that he's getting ready for something that nobody else is ready for. I love it. That's awesome. I want to rewatch it now. That's so good. Yeah. Little things oh, like, like this. That, yeah, they reward you on a rewatch, and that's why even there, I don't. There's not much in this that's contrived. So the the big 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 plot point is that. They've been brought out of um, hibernation early because um, uh, because there's a distress signal, and then you the the big plot twist is that no, this was deliberate. So Wayland Yutani aimed the ship at this planet to pick up the alien to turn it into a weapon. So even that, it's not oh what a coincidence they run into a distress signal. How how about that? It's all of this is deliberate. I love it. It's yes. great. And it is that makes the difference. It that, does that that makes it. I think this one because there is one of the fill. Like I know Covenant does this. I'm probably others do as well. Where it's 
by a pure fluke of something happens at the one moment they pick up the trailing edge <sighs> of a message. And even I, I have to say, I'm I'm an apologist for Covenant. I I, I do. Like no, Covenant, I like Covenant. I do. That's dumb. Yeah, but that's dumb. Uh, so much of yeah. it is dumb, and that is that's got the opposite problem. That's hoping Fastbender can carry your movie instead of hoping the story will carry the movie. Um, especially when you get to Covenant, less so with Prometheus. That's more story, story, story. Covenant is holy shit. Prometheus was shit. Let's give a bit more to Fastbender. Which damn it, suckered me in, and I I like that film, but. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. I say, but back yeah, to I think we have, but back to <laughs> back to your point. Back to sorry, the, I back to, to Fassbender's prequel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I okay, cool. I mean, who am I to say that's wrong? It's not because that's exactly what they, the, the pregnancy thing. That's exactly what they said it is. I have just as much fear of something bursting out of my chest as I do giving birth to something. Both things will kill me. So I, in, I mean, you, and you would be right yeah. to to in, be afraid. In terms I, of the logic that gets you from A to B, I get it. But from the outside looking in, ha ha ha, <laughs> wait oh, I don't look at it and go, oh shit, I don't want to be pregnant. I look at it and go, I don't want to be eaten from the inside out. But okay, cool, fine. I, I it's well, it feels a little I bit get, contrived. I, I get you, and and yeah, I I I think that's fair as well because it's. It's so subtle that I like the fact that it's subtle. That means I can sit here and go like, oh, Ian, it means this. Yeah. This is grand. But it's also subtle enough to be like, no, it's a horrible, stupid little fucking alien dude that got yeah. inside him and then blew him up. That's I get valid. it, though. It is a big yeah. fuck you to, to men, which is we need more of that. Um, to be completely honest, we've had it easy. So yeah. <laughs> you kind of want... Um, oh, what's the name of the lady? Not Ripley, the other one. Oh, Sarah Connor. Oh no! Sorry, That's... I thought you meant in cinema. Sorry, oh, man. Uh, like, oh my oh. god! I thought you were joking. The other, no, one, I meant the it. Other female hero, because there's only two of them. Well, yeah. I mean, no, at this time in cinema, on the Nostromo, Lambert, Lambert. What was I saying? Yeah, no. If Lambert and Ripley just like, ha! Now you know how it feels. <laughs> as soon as it happens. There, it, there's a there's a interesting so keep in mind 1979 yeah all right lambert canonically as in it's a, it's in this film somewhere on a like a data sheet uh is a transgender woman oh okay awesome and yeah it plays no part whatsoever in the plot Damn. it has nothing to do with anything else and it's not i mean in 79 Damn in it. 70 and that's what i was like oh what, what interesting choice that's incredible you know um, and it's, I know it comes up again in Aliens because there's that scene where they're going through the dossiers of each of the crew and it's basically, yeah, it's basically born M and then the year. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, That's really cool. So, yeah. So it's, a, I, 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 again, I, I'm not sure how deep the thought behind making Lambert transgender woman was. Uh, because as I say, because it doesn't play into the plot at all. But I wonder, yeah, part of me was wondering, part of me was wondering was because this was written gender-free, this whole film. Like, Dallas is male because Tom Skerritt is playing like him. That. Dallas was written as Dallas. Yeah, I actually Do really you... like that in casting in general. Um, because the, there's no reason, there's no reason anything should be gendered, to be completely honest, unless that's the story you're trying to tell. For some reason. 
yeah like, okay look if it's if it's important for the plot then quite yeah, we'll revisit exactly. but yeah I, I agree with you in a in a general thing and I think I think we're getting better with that so it's a lot of it has been handled clumsily but I think we're doing better yeah. us you know you know but the man must wear the suit the lady must bake the pie yeah you know? which one are you the butch yeah yeah so but whereas back then it's a bunch of truckers yeah smoking drinking trying to get the job done and there's like Parker makes a crude joke toward Lambert yes. at one point yeah like that's kind that's of that's it, it actually yeah you know? is it Aliens what film is it when it's oh no I'm not gonna remember this I th- something about being I'm gonna brutalise this completely I think it's a film we may have covered. A man says something to a female soldier about... Aliens. And she says... Hey, Why you ever you? been mistaken for a man? No. Have, have you? you? Why did that come yeah. up? I must have seen that recently then. Maybe. Yeah. No, oh, I oh, maybe when we were do- Oh, maybe when we were doing our Cameron films. Did we cover Aliens for that? We didn't, no? We did. We didn't. What did we talk about? We covered, a- we covered Aliens for the James Cameron series. We haven't done a James Cameron series. Have we? Apparently I've done a series in my head. No, no, we didn't. Because we, didn't, we, we were going we to. Because we debated it for ages and then we rejected... Oh, we did disaster movies instead. We did disaster movies. Or we did blockbusters. Yeah. 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 Shut up, Ian. So I must have uh, watched so... Aliens for some reason. Anyway, yeah. Have you ever been mistaken for a woman? No, have you? Uh, what was I getting at? <laughs> I may just cut this entire you? thing. I think it was like, the, yeah, in Aliens, there's more of it than there is in this film. Yeah. Yeah, like... It, it, although, I suppose... But we'll get to anyway, it when we get to Aliens. Because you're right, but it's, it's, it bears discussing, but we'll, we'll get to it next week. Um... But, yeah, like, yeah, other than, I think, Parker makes it look And then I actually, I texted you during this, that then that last kind of, the male gaze. Oh, uh, God. My, my very good friend, Dr. Carl Quigley, was listening to me right now. She was saying, this would be called the stop the messing moment. Yeah. It's where I get that you're getting into hypersleep or whatever, but... I mean, come on, lads. Yeah, that's... There's a bum shot of Ripley. There, it hasn't been this film up until this no, point. What I is this? I don't understand it. Other than the 70s were pervy, like every film in the 70s has to have something like this. And I just don't get it when Ridley Scott has done such a great job up until this point. And then it's just like you can almost see the cameraman's hand shaking with joy as the... the the pants come down and the top comes off and she just kind of stretches and cool. Great figure. Good on her. But that's not yeah, exactly. what this movie is. This isn't. And it hasn't been at all. Whether it was, well, I was going to say whether it was to do with the play on some sort of like, she's more vulnerable because her clothes are off. But then Perhaps. also no, because first of all, the alien has just worked its way through the crew and they were all fully clothed yeah. for the most yeah, they were. They were all just like, was there ever any? No, there wasn't. A, it's not like later on in the series where there's shower scenes and things like that. Um, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, there is... So, the thing... Right, I text you going, yes, you're hearing what you, what, what you think you're hearing. Is that the thing you said you were texting me and you missed something? You oh, right. No, 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 no. Sorry. So, the thing that I missed was... <laughs> Why... <laughs> So this is the this is the this is the sequence of events. Ripley um, activates the self destruct. Everyone's dead. She's just going to blow up the ship. Blow up the damn ship! No. Yeah. Um, runs away. I start texting you. 
I look back at the screen and she's back trying to turn the damn thing off. And I'm like, why? Why are you now trying to not blow up the ship? What changed? I know there's the alien there, but what changed? So, uh, <laughs> she's running back. So, yeah. Like, I'm just too embarrassed because... to text her and be like, why does she not want to blow up the ship anymore? Because she had gotten to the airlock and the alien was in the airlock between her and the shuttle. Oh, is that it? Right. Okay. And that was, that was I, literally it. I didn't I miss as much as I thought like, then. Um, that's so funny. Yeah. So that. So that's why I was like, so, and yeah, that, you kind of get that last bit of the countdown where like, you have 25 seconds oh. to, and it's, I, but that's, that for me plays two roles. One of the grand, okay, ramp up the tension, ramp up yeah. the tension. But two, this is the ship actually laughing at Ripley. Oh, she may point. as well be. That computer voice yeah. is so fucking snarky. Yeah. And like she, I think she, she's late by Seconds. the click of a lever. Yeah, it's literally yeah. like that announcement when it starts, you don't know if it's going to finish with self-destruct terminated or self-destruct continues. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. <laughs> Ripley's just like, you bitch! Yeah, he loves us. <laughs> so Oh, it's it's. But it's right, so okay. Cool. So I'm glad I didn't miss too much, too much. Then no, I literally no, no. looked you, back. Like you didn't and I was miss like, massive plots. Why did she double back? Like, what's the? Did she just have a change of heart? Like, does she really like this ship? Um, uh, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, you Nostromo. It's like Nostromo. flying city. Also, the uh, name Nostromo. I'm a sucker for a good ship name. Like the Botany Bay, the Nostromo. Just oh, name your ship something iconic and just. Oh. Am I right in saying Nostromo is from Heart of Darkness? Oh, I looked this up a long time ago, and I can't remember. Um, I actually think I, it's Latin, isn't it? Um, I'm sure. I, I, I think I think you're dead right that I saw it. I, I have a feeling that there is a ship called the Nostromo in Conrad's Heart of Darkness, which I have not read yet. Mostly because I've heard he was a massive racist, so it just makes me less than enthusiastic to read it. Yeah, but, fair enough. Nostromo, um, Italian, um, Catalan, Nostromo, notary from our master. That means our master, apparently. Um, oh, oh, that's okay. interesting. Ha! Huh. Nostromo, under the influence of a man. Doesn't that match some overtones of... Oh, it does. Look at that. That's juicy. Oh, I like that a lot. Um, and then the book that it... Nostromo, A Tale of the Seaboard, is a 1904 novel by Joseph Conrad, set in the fictitious oh, okay. South American go. Republic of Costaguana. It was originally pum- published um, serially. Grand. I knew. I knew Conrad was connected to it. Right. Okay. I love that. Cool. That's really, really cool. Under the influence of a man. Yeah, man. That's oh some. That's some fucking deep shit. Well done, Ridley Scott. Um, because yeah, because like obviously, the alien. It's it's said to be male in this again. Yeah. Kane's son, but, and while the company controls mother, it's revealed via Ash. Yes. Uh, and and Ash, uh, oh my God, Ash is the only way man can make a baby without a woman. Kid can, can procreate. Ash is Ash is the offspring of a man without needing a woman. I'd say whether it's Ridley Scott or I say that is something Prometheus and Covenant did. I think pick up on. Yeah. Well. Okay, I take it all back. This is all about babies. This is all about pregnancy and circumventing men. I fucking love it. That's amazing. And like the crew. The crew were never, they, they weren't sent, like, obviously they weren't sent with a cage to collect this thing. They were sent to be incubators. Yes. Like, 
yeah, Pain yeah, wasn't meant yeah. to have that last meal. He was meant to go into the freezer. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but but was he so though? Because but but you see because so I don't think Ash, they knew that much. That's that's a good question, right? So it's how much did the company actually exactly. know about this thing? Yeah. Um. So because right, and again, this is like. Not to negate, because there's a lot. There's a lot of good in the series. There really is. But Alien and Aliens make a very good pair, because there's a lot of Aliens which plays into the company. It, like the company really begins to exist, if you like, in Aliens. Yeah. More so than yeah, Alien. Correct. Yeah. But then again, that does raise the question of like, well, if they knew enough to send the Nostromo there, why didn't they send a military vessel? You know, initially. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. You know, I mean, you're not wrong. On, on, but actually, maybe that does then give credit to your theories of, no, no, maybe he wasn't meant to go in the freezer. Maybe it was meant to be born and kill them all. Yeah. But he was meant to kill them all. Perhaps. I, I think maybe it was just capture it and study it. Um, maybe they didn't get as far as reproduction at all. And it, or else it would have just been, let's cryo-freeze him. Um, mm. But yeah, there we go. I mean, to the movie's credit as well, what's his name, does shout that out. Like, Why don't you freeze him? <laughs> I mean, it's but fucking had, ignored, but it is. But I, lo- I like Parker a lot because Parker, it's it's like he's the he's, he's you, know, you know the six the six year old test when it comes to a absolutely, screenplay. yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, um, also, and, yeah. the word Nostromo, um, every word apparently has a numeral equivalent. The the Nostromo numeral is three, which is quite interesting. Three stages of the alien. Um, Egg, face hugger, chest that person. Too, but also like three genders, like male, female, whatever the alien does by being asexual. Yeah. In Yeah. That, Jesus. Yeah. Did... There's loads of, I mean, man. There's a lot. I feel like everyone has had this conversation at some point, but. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they, I, I, I feel like, do you know what? All, all we're missing now is beers and a bong and we are in college. <laughs> congratulating each other for being the most brilliant Dude. film critics that have ever stumbled on these have things. Have you ever like thought about doors? Doors are like gateways. What? What? Like you can't keep rooms. outside outside because we create inside, but that's just a boxed off part of yeah, outside. What even is inside? It's just a man-made construct. Inside is where the egg is, and it's very ooh. quickly going to be outside. Um yeah, gross. There is the 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 the, the attack scene. Um, specifically the one against Lambert. I think it's shot very, very well, but it's also, it's quite insidious the way that it's shot and it's deliberate. Mm-hmm. Um, Par- okay, Parker is unfortunately oft. I, I, obviously, by the way, I'm assuming everyone has seen Alien. <laughs> You've had like, 42 years. <laughs> like, Spoiler alert. Yeah, like, you've had a while. Um, they, so they were talking about this, that you don't see what it does to Lambert you hear yes, what it does to Lambert. scream, scream, scream. Uh, Slightly louder scream. No scream. And you see the barbed tail, which is the only time this version of the tail is seen. They have a bigger kind of sting yeah. in from Aliens onward. You see it slowly starts to curve Up and it's, it's supposed to look like yep. what it looks like. Yeah. And she's obviously frozen in fear. And... I remember for the longest time going like, oh, fucking Lambert. Oh, you're such, like, you're just a wimp. Like, you know, you get people killed. Or whatever. It was like, the whole thing was like, you've seen what the alien can do to a man. Yeah. 
now imagine what it's going to do to her. And it's it is quite a in a way it's a sexist idea. Yes. But it's like oh my god the. But it is it what you're going to do? You're face to face with it, like. If you, you run, you know you can't run. Yeah, if you yeah. run, it chases you. It's like when you're faced with a dog or whatever, it's going to chase you. That's going to make it worse. You've just got to maybe it loses interest and goes somewhere else. Her biggest mistake is that when it attacks Parker, Parker. she doesn't sprint. Like that's her only yeah. opportunity to escape. It is. Yeah, it's it's the fight or flight. I mean, she might have got twenty meters. Yeah, do you know, what I mean? and but we don't know something whatever. She could have closed the door, but. Uh, we we never know. Obviously, I hope to never face one of these aliens. But you never know until you're in that situation. It's like you always like, oh, I would run. I would do this. I would do this. And I know plenty that. of situations where I've been faced with a cat yeah. and I've frozen. Let alone <laughs> an eight foot alien. Nice. Um, um, okay, let's. I mean, okay. So on the alien design, what I hmm. really love is, and I wanted to put this question to you. It's it's disproven a little bit by the later films, but. Something Ash says is that it seems to have adapted to our environment very quickly. So obviously that means the oxygen and blah, blah, blah. But this MF grows so quickly. Like in the space of hours, it goes from squeaky snake thing with an alien head to eight foot, nine foot monster. But it looks like the rest of the ship. Do you think it's deliberately designed itself to look like the internal of the Nostromo. It adapted on the spot. I'm not saying no, because that's really interesting. That's really, I've never considered that before. So I always took it to be, so going back to the biomechanoid yeah. thing of like, that although it is organic, it grows, mm. that it was, that it was these, you know, it's tubing is like almost Borg. That's a good, a good analogy, yeah. That's really and And you write in that some later bits of the series. It's almost like, disproven. is it one of those things that's forgotten in later films because the alien is so iconic, but it looks like the piping. Like, the way it blends in, like, you see it hanging from the ceiling, like you pointed out yeah. to me. Oh. It blends in with the piping. It blends in on the shuttlecraft. It looks like a bit of tubing, and I just wonder if it grows that quickly it would grow in a way that adapts to what's around it. So it wouldn't be it wouldn't be bright pink or it wouldn't be grey. Like if it was born mm. on the planet, maybe it would have been earth tones. Um and I, I, do, I really like that idea. I really like that idea. I've I've never considered that before. I really like that idea. So I'm going to say that yeah, yes, I'm gonna stick with exactly it and then it got what they were thinking. It was so popular that it hurt it was to its detriment that they couldn't change it in later films like, well yeah no it looks like this because that's how it's adapted alien 3 goes away toward both proving what you're saying and kind of doing another option which is then it's host specific well and then covenant and prometheus double triple quadruple down on oh, yeah, that yeah. by making what is it the there's the deacon in prometheus yeah and... so, the reason the xenomorphs that we know look like the way they do is because they've blended with the engineers yeah because yeah, you get the, the proto-xenomorph that blended with a human, but the reason that the aliens that we know are so big is because they blended with the engineer. I both don't hate that idea, and also it's like, come on, series, at least attempt to have some sort of and, and this is thread what, that we can follow This here. is what bugs me with prequel sequels that are that come up so much later on, because... I'm a bit cynical. If this wasn't your plan from day four, then this can be whatever the fuck you want. There's no difference to me adding to this story. The kindest thing, the kindest thing I will say about 
the the creation of Prometheus was that Ridley Scott in 1979 says, I want to do a film about the space jockey. Oh, of course, of course. So that's, but that's, it's like, Grant, okay, that's fine. The problem is that wasn't Prometheus. Because that that wasn't wasn't an alien film until after it had finished filming. That's the problem. We were kind of sold. I mean, they were both like, it will get to Yeah, we have a lot Jesus, I have so much to say. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I really like that description. Uh, the The ship was designed by Ron Cobb, mm-hmm. who uh, they deliberately they didn't have Giger design the human elements. They had him design the alien yeah. ship, the eggs, and the surface of the planet. I like that in this film; it's ambiguous. Like this is they're not in, uh, indigenous because they're in the hold of the ship, and yet if you look at some of those rocks and some of the surface of that yeah. planet, it is clearly. Like, it's clearly like the alien design. Yes. And so is a bit like the engineer's ship. So it's kind of like, I like, in a self-contained way, I like that. Yes. It's like separating the score, isn't it? So having different themes for characters. Um, Mm. Like in Batman versus Superman, you've got um, different people doing, well, you've got, oh, God damn it, help me out. Hans Zimmer doing the Superman theme and DJ Supermax doing um, Batman's theme. What's his name? Junkie XL. Junkie XL, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> DJ Supermax uh, will be my stage name. DJ Supermax. I, look, if, has, if it hasn't been taken yet, Supermax is a chain of restaurants here, so I will happily take <laughs> DJ Supermax as, Amazing. A, as a name. That's great. Um, a niche audience. I really like it. Yeah. The uh, what, what I like as well about... So, this is going to sound like I'm about to disagree with you, right? But I'm not. Be a pod if you because didn't. I really, really... But I really like your... I really like your theory. But because... Cobb designed the ship mm-hmm. and Giger designed the alien. Mm-hmm. The scene where we first see the big boy. Yeah. Where he's just he's just hanging in the air and it's Oh, which I still so missed. scary. I went back and, and I the amount of times I've missed it. Yeah. Yeah. Um for me, I love how out of place he looks there. Yeah. Because it's just like now obviously I'm looking for it now. Do you know what I mean? I know yes. it's coming, so I can't remember the first time I saw that. But and I did, I missed it for years. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, now you're going like, how the bloody hell did you, would well, you know he's yes. there? Like, how this, the bloody hell did I miss this it? This is something that we've, I'm not going to say no film ever does it, but it is an art that we've definitely lost in the majority of modern films. So Michael Myers, Myers again, springs to mind of, if you don't put it centre screen, there's a good chance the audience won't see it until the third, fourth or fifth watch. So Michael Myers being in the car, at the intersection, broad fucking daylight, in the mask, driving across the screen. You don't... It doesn't matter if you don't see it the first time. It's there. And that's something that we miss so much, is that if it doesn't hit you on the first watch, your movie's going to be forgotten about. But give us some more credit. Like, this... That that the alien could have been easily hanging center screen and just maybe even ejecting the little mouth, but it is at an awkward angle. It's off center. It could just be a nice panning shot, which the film does absolutely loads of to set the scene. It didn't. The shot itself doesn't look like it's supposed to show you anything. Um, yeah. There's a lot. Actually, do you know what? You're dead right. There's something I picked up on since since I've got all fancy and we analyze films and everything. Look at this. 
I, I picked up on a lot of steady cam use yes. on the ship. Yes, 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 and I love it. I love it so much. Uh, take it in. I really, Just it really let works. Your eyeballs take in what's on the screen. Do you know what I, I have? Now, they could not have known this in 1979. I didn't know this in 2003 when the director's cut, the cleaned up version came out. So the last time that I watched this, I was back in my my previous apartment that I was living in with a smaller television. I am lucky enough now that I have, I, I got the 4K and everything, so I've got a nice TV. So the first time you see the Nostromo tug disengaging from the, the Nostromo, oilery yes yeah 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 yeah. you can really see that it's a model oh yeah no no absolutely yes do you know and i I don't mean that like it's the kind of the star trek models i mean like you can see that this is a tiny model this is a tiny little thing yeah i I, I can't remember whether it's to its scale or something (laughs) it's like it doesn't take away my enjoyment of it but it's just like oh my god maybe it's because of i have the eagle moss model and it's nearly scaled with the tv it's like there you go yeah they just got this this is what they use But it's it's that thing when you do HD remasters and it's like, ah, <laughs> what <laughs> that hasn't quite held up. It's one of the <laughs> the big, big reasons why we probably won't ever get like a DS9. Like I'm amazed they did a TNG Blu-ray remaster because the problem is it's filmed in the 4-3 aspect ratio. Yeah. The, the, re- the, the reason that you can extend that to widescreen is because the footage is there. There's a good chance there's a boom operator. <laughs> Like they knew Buffy exactly the Vampire Slayer. what they were filming. Yeah. Um. So a lot of the time you have to stretch the existing four three, instead of using the footage that's there because uh, nobody you can't predict that far into the future. And actually, anyone who's ever tried to upload a portrait picture to Instagram knows how frustrating yes. that can be because you lose your dimensions. Yes. Because you can't change it you can't change a rectangle to become a square and yet keep all of the exactly. same dimensions in it exactly yeah. it and vice work. versa obviously. it will look stretch, yeah. stretched or squashed um yeah. and it's it's the same thing like you can't you couldn't just leave tng and the original the original series in particular it couldn't just bump it up to hd they had to they had to redo all of the phases they the tractor beams everything had to be done again it wasn't just make it a bit brighter um i think if if they do end up doing DS9 HD, I know we got the fantastic okay, documentary where they where they uploaded. I think they'd have to. And I was chatting to uh, Chris Thompson, who's the uh, the video editor yes. for the Trek Culture. Oh, come on, we got Cinema Sins in there. Yeah, we have to mention Trek on. Culture as well. Um, he said one of the reasons he doesn't want to see just Blu-ray DS9 Correct. is because it's because of the CGI. Exactly. That went into it. That's going to be the problem. Correct. TNG, you didn't have that problem. Everything was done on models. Yeah, and there wasn't so much of the CGI and stuff. Like Voyager, it's exactly yeah. the same reason. Even worse, because Voyager's going to Voyager struggle itself, more. That, it won't yeah. hold up. Um, <sighs> sigh. Actually, we had a quick... Alien is a good Alien's film. Alien's a great film. A really quick extra bit of news. The motion picture is getting a remaster. As in... Yeah, that I'm really interested, really interested to see, Heather. Yeah. I I have a feeling Douglas Trumbull. There's a connection between motion picture and Alien. I I I have to go and check it. I'll I'll come back on the Aliens pod. Yes. There is, and it's to do with filming and models. Somebody's probably screaming at Spotify <laughs> right, now. right now. Ah, but don't worry, you can check it next uh, week. It's exactly yeah. the thing <laughs> Open up next week with no. There's no connection. There, no connection. I was talking shit. There is no connection. Um, but it, what baffles me is that I don't know how you can do a 4K remaster of something that's still filming. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, someone somewhere out there we're still panning along Vizier. They're still um, doing like a pan away from the away from Vizier. What a uh, weird exactly. Star Trek film. Um, but yeah, Alien know, is a fantastic film. Alien is a fantastic film because yeah, so like we we we've covered lots. It's a haunted house film in space. It's a slasher in space. Yeah. It's it's so well written. The musical score. Um, I could do pages and pages on this. Uh, Jerry Goldsmith and Ridley Scott yes. were not friends. Oh no, they did not get along. Ridley Scott cut chunks of his score out, stuck in other <gasps> copy written as, as in they had the they were able to use it. Yeah, uh, whatever Fox had in of bank. Jerry Goldsmith's music. Oh, like, you from other films. There's a whole thing. I'll I'll fi- I'll find the clip because uh, it's really interesting. Now he came out and in fairness, one of the reasons. Sorry, I love that. And again, I am not being paid to promote the Quadrilogy box set, but one of the reasons it's so good is because this is not a fluff piece. No. This is not 20th Century Fox is so great, everyone, let's yes. have a hug and a cuddle. Jerry Goldsmith was just, he's basically going, I was not a happy camper. And he was very, 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 very vocally unhappy. Conspiracy theory things, which is why he was not nominated for an Oscar for Star Trek first, uh, the motion picture, which was the same year because he had made a lot of noise in Hollywood about how badly he was treated on this film that doesn't surprise me because the oscars are a dick like the oscars are dicks they are it's it's a popularity contest it's a bullshit piece of there's no question motion picture should have won the score there's no absolutely no question um Um, did you notice the fact the alien has eyes where above its mouth under the dome i suppose it's it's not a dome because it's long but it's so that dome so it's you have to, it's one of those things that you have to get some clear shots but it was always designed to have those eyes but covered and protected because the skull if you actually I could see you googling there google H.R. Giger because usually in the image results the sketch of the alien tends to come up and there's quite a clear one that shows the skull and there is eye sockets there but they're underneath the the beast that we all recognise. Oh, I know exactly where it is. Yeah, no, no, no. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. And you know the... Sorry, I've just Googled um, the best thing to come out of Prometheus, and this will be the the pod card, the pod title, pod picture for it. Yeah. Um, it's the xenomorph on... I'm sure it's in Prometheus. The xenomorph on the outside of the ship, and it's in broad daylight. Oh, that yeah, that's Covenant. Is it? In and Covenant? I lo- I love the look of the alien Covenant. I love yeah, it. Brutal. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, because the alien doesn't appear until the very very end of Prometheus. Sorry. Um, There's there is a mural though. Like you you're right in that there is. But it's it's the, it was in I think it's the first time you saw it in broad daylight. Um, and it is I think so. just. Oh, I love it. It's so good. Anyway, we'll do Prometheus later and Covenant. <laughs> we will. We will. And it's going to be great. Worth. Is there anything... So, sorry, yeah. Is there anything that has jumped out at you? Like, what, what kind of feelings do you have now on this film in 2021? Like, legacy of the film and everything? Um. Yeah, no, it's it's one of, if not the most iconic sci-fi films. Sci-fi horror films, definitely. So I was quite surprised to see that it's, it's ranked as the seventh best sci-fi film of all time and the 33rd best film of all time so i think there's a lot of star wars and star trek that's ahead of it but i 
man, I think it's it's as iconic as, as Star Wars for me. Like alien, you say the word when you redefine a word, then you're in the history books. Like you can say aliens as much as you want. The word alien, or I'm being chased by the alien. It's it's the xenomorph. Yeah. Oh, you're dead. You're so. And actually, you're so right. And it's funny as well. Like xenomorph will always be attached to this series, but alien. It's alien. I know what you're yeah. talking about. It's alien. It's what it is, and oh, it's you, fucking you know, scary. You know the alien. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my god. You know god, the alien yeah. from Alien. Yeah. The alien. And you know what? That has probably done us a solid because now when we hear the word alien, bolt upright, like game face on, if it had been like something fluffy and stayed and had been ET, then when we actually do meet aliens, that serves us less well. The, the caveman that's afraid of the leopard <laughs> is the one that nine times out of ten survives the leopard. Yeah, exactly. Which is. <laughs> Which is I don't know why I picked why... leopard either. Like, they're not even... Well, it's very good. Yeah. I mean, like, you're, you're dead okay. right. I mean, I wouldn't go up and pet a leopard. One <laughs> of the reasons that aliens um, succeed so well is that they abandon single person, single alien. Yeah. Because repeating that, and there there are films that are guilty of this, mm-hmm. such as the one immediately after it, um, doesn't really work. You have to up the ante. But also try and show us character growth even if it's new characters yeah. try and show us everything exactly. so that's what we get in alien so otherwise this would just um, be a new crew and it's like oh exactly. i know what's gonna happen and now because you've set me up with exactly this isn't a surprise i i'm seeing the sequel now so i think it's minor amounts of genre hopping serves it mostly well hmm. um apart from the striptease yes I I really like the ending. It's so frustrating, but I'm actually not saying that in a negative way. Like, come on, what else does she have to do? Yeah. She blew up the ship, you know, she kind of, she got away and it did not look like she was going to get away. No, and She nuked you know, it. And there is that, yeah. what, the, the three shock waves are beautiful because it's like, not done yet, not done yet. And she's just closing her eyes and you can almost imagine her thinking, fuck it. I'm either going to survive or I'm dead. Either way, I've done this is over. I it's fine. I'm just going to close my eyes and take it. Um, and then it's just re- relief. Then fuck! <laughs> it's in here with I me! I like as well. There's, there's no moment of... So say, big explosion. Yeah. George. There's no... Oh, I can let it all out now. No, <laughs> there isn't any of that. Yeah. No. Just, just exhausts up a clipboard and starts going like, okay, I need to, need to put the cat to bed, <laughs> get him a pajamas. Yeah. What a day! We're out of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, and then I, oh god, I mean, like again, this, you're just like, you guys are sadists. You are where poor woman, and half, I halfway yeah. like, you can halfway believe that she dies. Like, this could have ended with the alien winning in. This could have ended with just like, you know, head yeah, bite. depending on what mood Ridley Scott and friends was in that day, it could have just been, fuck it, let's subvert everything, kill them all. You still get Aliens too. you just have a new hero instead of Ripley. Um, mm. Because you just get Wayland yutani to send out another another mission. Like, now they want it even more, because it's really fucking dangerous. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm... The 
I'm glad they didn't do that because male gaze aside, and that the more we talk about it, the more that scene really pisses me off. I would love to. It's, is there anything in mm. the documentary about the logic behind it? Wasn't it? Was it an artistic choice, or was it just to be a bit pervy? Because not that I remember. Like you can make the argument. Listen, you have to strip down and get yeah. yourself into cryo. That's fine, but. The way the camera lingers on well, her, and that's it's it. Unco- like nudity doesn't yeah. have to mean sexuality. It doesn't. Those two don't. Oh have yeah, to yeah, exactly. Like, but yeah, you can't deny but the way is- she's stretching, the way it holds there from that angle as well. And the the bit that really kicks me is when she runs into the space suit wardrobe, and it's just full on bum. It's just the tiniest, tiniest, yep. tiniest, tiniest underwear and bum. Not complaining, but it's inappropriate. Like, it doesn't belong in this film. It's like a... Because if it had been a lesser film overall, you would have had that since... The, you know, herself and Lambert would have been working in well, bikinis exactly. on the bridge. I don't get it. The, the, they are almost asexual throughout this film until that point. Um, and I, I wouldn't believe the bullshit about, well, now it's just no technology. It's just... The alien versus the woman. No, because she immediately jumps into a spacesuit and gets a harpoon gun. What's your and point? If, if the argument was, well, she had to be naked to get into the spacesuit, it was like, oh come, on, you like you couldn't have stitched it an inch yeah, thicker. Yeah, really. Enough. But yeah. So, however, she does but, science her way out of it, which is a lot more than fucking Chris Pratt does in Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland, the Tomorrow War. Not gonna watch. Like, it. Just do not watch it. Just he punches the alien in the face. It's not what happens in this film. No. And this alien has a much more punchable face. <laughs> you oh can just God. imagine oh. it. You know, bonk. Oh, my head. Oh, you because you, you know what happened is that. Like, let's say crying. you managed to get close <laughs> enough to punch it. No. As you punch, what would happen is that you would go, my hand yep, is gone. gone. Just eaten immediately. Because yeah. um, that's another, another again, a incredible, on the design front, I do not want to touch this creature. That's gooey, isn't it? It's it's just it's everything you don't want it's almost like snakes like it feels like it has way more appendages than it actually does yeah yeah and that was actually because when when i watched for my sins avp for the very first time and they refer to them as serpents i was like what are you talking about you bloody yeah i get i I kind of get it especially when they're first born or second born i don't know know. whichever birth it is they're coming out of the (laughs) Human sack. The human bag of mostly water. That one. Uh, one last thing. I'm beginning to think this is hypocritical. That none of the cast knew that the chestburster thing was going to happen with John Hurt. Now, I've always heard that that was true. But when I watch it, there's. I was trying to think in my head. Right, so they know. Maybe they knew something was going to happen, but they didn't know it was that. But Ash must... Sorry, the man who plays Ash... Bilbo. Uh, yeah, Helm. thank you. He he must have known because he immediately goes, don't touch it. So maybe it's the second after it happens. I don't I don't know how much that is true. You're going to tell me. The, the, uh, it, yeah, only because I was I was reading this just yeah. before we came on because like that because it's a great story. It is. Yeah. And it's most it's mostly true. Okay. Um. So like obviously he, he was John Hurt. God love his back. They had to build a rig where he was under the table. They must have you know, seen his head and shoulders. Ah. And they did. They did see that. So they knew something was up. So the, they knew something yeah. was going to happen. 
whether it was going to be he was going to be pulled apart or, or, or whatever it was going to be. Do you but know they what were I mean? fine know, with that. It's like, I mean, there's a chance that he's just going to get his arms ripped off. I, I, I hear what I said. I hear what I said. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that has kind of pushed it is, so you know where, so it's, it's not just the first one, which again, some of oh, that yes, shock correct. is genuine. Yeah, because there's, there's two big bursts. There's two big bursts. So the big yeah. burst, and it's it's poor old Veronica Cartwright. Yes. It's her again, because like she gets full on in her face a spray yeah. of blood that was unrehearsed. She did oh, not know no. that was coming. That is a very real That's a scream. Dick move. That's there. And it was a dick move, and we're still talking uh, about it 42 years later. Of course we are. Of course we are. Yeah. And I think, I can't remember now whether it was Ridley Scott said it or Dan O'Bannon said it. Because obviously they, well, everyone involved in setting up the shot. But from the kind of writer's point of view, they were just like sitting under a tarp going. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why are you guys all the way back there? Never mind. <laughs> uh, we're right behind you. Take another step. Four or five thousand miles uh, behind you. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, there is so. That. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any more. It seems like this film has just so many urban legends, but that's anyway. That's brilliant. Um, um, oh, sorry, yeah, before so we jumped onto male gaze and all that, I was trying to say female hero, female action hero in the 70s. Bob on. Brilliant. Like, really well done. Um, I think so, yeah. Not the damsel in distress, like we've said. Could be asexual. Um, and it doesn't even like, start out as the hero. It is, I will survive. That's the only reason. She's not Rambo. And I like this one, like, you know, we, so the, the power, the power of a scream, like when Ripley screams, no, that's a completely fair yeah, reaction to her current situation. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, early scream. scream. Yeah. yeah. And these guys are, are because the script says exactly. so. And these guys have got flamethrowers and spanners and jury rigged stuff to fight the alien. Yeah. This is what I like better about alien. So I like this better than aliens because aliens is a lot of machine guns which for me yeah. is less interesting against like bullet sponges are never interesting for me because I don't know gotcha. how many bullets it can take. I don't know how many, whether this is completely futile or it's only going to be when the plot is ready for that to be enough bullets that it is suddenly enough bullets. This, with, yeah. with, there's something really primal about it being fire is basically the only tool fire and gas are the two things they use against the alien and, it, it's just kind of, it's more tangible and it's more like, yeah, if I have that to hand, I'd take some fire with me. <laughs> yes, 100%. I think it's, it builds its set so well. It builds its tension so well. You get the real sense of, we could be watching a snuff movie here, like that nobody might be making it off the yeah. ship. Well, this is it. Um, yeah, could well be. Especially uh, with the way they haven't led with Ripley being the leader. Um yeah, I think, and that's deliberate. It's not in that way. There isn't cannon fodder because you're like, oh yeah, the lead character has to survive because you don't know who the lead character is. But love it. It's love it. it yeah, beautiful, I, beautiful. Have you got Have you got anything else you want to get off your chest about Alien? This has gone long. Not, I love it. This has got. Um, yeah, this has gone long. So not right now. Well, I'm sure we'll ask revisit me again next things. week. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for allowing me to indulge for my alien obsession. Oh, do I it. We'll do more. We'll um. We'll come because I think there is more to say about this film as well. Um, it's just the pace to perfect for such a slow movie. It is pace to perfection. 
Um, I you know, I don't feel lost or bored at any point. Um, so I love it. Um, so yeah, looks like next week will definitely be aliens. Thank you for listening. Go and watch the ice road. Don't do it. Thank watch you. It. Bye. I love you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies. I, at least, would love to hear your thoughts on the episode. Sean couldn't care enough to record this with me. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at EnglishIrishGTM, email us at anenglishmanandanirishman at gmail.com, and check out our website, www.anenglishmanandanirishman.wordpress.com, where you'll find all of our previous episodes. You'll find me on Twitter at Galactic underscore Dave, and you'll find Sean at Sean Ferrick. Thanks for being awesome, and we love you very much.